to dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Welcome to another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today on the show, I have the great pleasure of receiving a New York Times bestseller author, considered by many to be the million author mentor, have been working with Bob Proctor, Neil Donald Walsh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Robin Sharma, Debbie Ford, and many, many more. Author of 13 books and counting in 37 languages. I have the great pleasure to receiving Peggy McCall. Peggy, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, always great to connect with you, Mark. Thank you very much for inviting me. Now, how do you become a best-selling author? That's probably the very first question that everybody wants to, to answer right now. That's a good question. Well, I, you know, I think that you start by writing a great book. I think that's important. And everyone has a book in them. There's multiple ways that you can write a book. But it starts with writing a book. Now, what I learned when I first became an author, which was many, many years ago, is that when you're finished your book, 5% of your job is done. And I remember when I first heard that, I was thinking to myself, I don't think I heard that properly. And the person that said it actually repeated it. And they said, just in case you uh, didn't hear me properly, I just want you to know that if you're written a book, 5% of your job is done. And the other 95% is marketing. You must learn how to effectively market a book, whether you're looking at a uh, publisher or you want a publisher or whether you're going to self-publish your book, which seems to be more of a trend these days to self-publish, you still have to do the marketing. So to make your book a bestseller, that's what I've been teaching for years. I've put my books on the bestseller list time and time again. I've helped hundreds of authors do the same thing. And it really is a strategy that must be learned and implemented in order to make your book a bestseller. But the way that it works is that the places where people buy books nowadays primarily is online, on the internet. And therefore, you can make your book a bestseller, you can make your book a New York Times bestseller, and you don't even have to leave your home, which one of the, was one of the wonderful blessings in all of this. Do you think that this is exactly that's Amazon that changed that trend with their mega platform, which now pretty much the majority of people are buying their books there? Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's been a big shift. And I mean, the internet's changed so many things, so many different industries, and it's definitely changed the uh, author industry, the book industry as well. And I'm very grateful for that because when I started marketing my books, I was a, a single mom. And I didn't want to be vacant from my son's life. I wanted to still create success in my business, but wanted to do it from, from uh, home so I could be very available for him and, and, you know, take care of my number one role, which is being a mom. So that's part of why, a big part of why I was very attracted to marketing on the internet is because I could do it from home. But it's definitely changed the industry. It's impacted the industry in a very big way. Because you consider yourself to be an author, a mentor, but as well as a online marketing strategist. That exactly. is, you're having both hats, right? Yes. Yeah, I've been marketing online for, well, almost 20 years now. And, and I was doing it before it was really a popular thing to do. Before, you know, other people were figuring out the, the process. And uh, 
Uh, I'm very grateful that I learned the strategy. I'm not technical in nature. It's not, you know, who I am. But I found that if you follow, if you follow a, um, a specific methodology and you implement, you know, doing stuff that you really love, that, you know, amazing things can happen. And I've built a very, very, very successful business from the comfort of my home. But it's, it's not about the, you know, the business being successful. It's about the difference you get to make in the world. And that's what I really love and appreciate most about what I do. Now, you are a... a healthy wealthy successful woman but it not have been all the time all pink warm and fuzzy you've been experiencing some like what i call you know success comes with fuck ups that's that's like basically the the underline of what i'm talking about and you coming you coming from a background and i know that because i've been in in some the conference room where you were doing a keynote presentation And you were mentioning from where you're coming from, and that is not where you're coming from. So I want you to bring us back a little bit to what was your, your, your brought up, like the, the way you've been growing up so that people understand that it doesn't matter where you currently are, you can make it to the top. Oh my goodness. It sure does. You know, when I think back, I met Bob Proctor 40 years ago, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, at the time, I was working for a, a company in Toronto. I was 20 years of age, and I was working for this company in Toronto, and they had hired Bob Proctor to be the keynote speaker at a kickoff event. It was January time frame. And essentially, the reason why they hired Bob is they wanted to get all the employees on board with the direction that we're going in. We're in a, a rapidly changing business, a rapidly changing industry. And uh, it was a sales organization, a manufacturer as well. And so Bob was hired to come in and do this kickoff event. As an employee, we were mandated. We were basically told, you must attend this event. And I remember at the time thinking, I don't want to go. And the reason is because I was a pretty miserable person. I had been raised in a very poor environment. Uh, My parents struggled um, pretty much most of their life. And it was a very angry, dysfunctional, abusive home. And I was the youngest of four. So, you know, I'm not blaming my parents. They simply did the best they could with what they knew. But my parents weren't happy. They were miserable. And there was lots of anger and and a lot of, you know, fighting going on in the home. And, of course, being the baby of four, you know, I took the brunt of it. At least I felt that way. (laughs) And so I reached this point of being a teenager, being extremely insecure and very angry and miserable. And I just thought it was my lot in life, if you will. I just thought that I'm just destined to live a miserable, impoverished life. And it wasn't until I met Bob that he said some things that really got me to think a little differently. And one of the things that he said was he quoted Vernon Howard. And Vernon Howard had said, you cannot escape from a prison unless you know you are in one. And I was absolutely in a prison, and it was a prison of my own making. And Bob continued to say more and more things that really woke me up. He talked about, if you want your life to change, you have to change. And I remember sitting there, probably sat there the entire evening with my mouth hanging open going, what? You know, like, really? And, um, but it was at that event way back when that I made a decision 
that I would study this because I figured that Bob knew more than I knew. And he would recommend that at the time he was, he was offering a series of seminars. And these were live seminars. Not We didn't have the internet back then. And so he offered a series of seminars that we could invest in for ourselves. And I signed up for those seminars. And I went repeatedly. I went over and over and over again. And if Bob recommended a book, I didn't read it. I devoured it. And so I became a very serious student in the early days of meeting Bob Proctor. I'm still a very serious student. But way back when, I had so much work to do, so much cleaning up to do, that I was absolutely saturating my mind with these materials. And it was after a short period of time that I started to notice my results were changing. And uh, so when you start to see your results, you can see there's a momentum that's being built And so I started to do even more study and take more of his programs and dive deeper into the materials. And my life has been totally transformed as a result of that. I'm a very happy person now, very successful. I live an absolute, what some people might call a dream life. And I would say it's all because of the materials. Would you say that you need to be young to make that change or at any age that change can come? That's such a good question. You know, I, I'm grateful that I was young when I did meet Bob and uh, that I was blessed to study under him for so many, many years. But as long as you're still breathing, like if you're alive and you're breathing, it's not too <laughs> You know, so like I get that question all the time. You know, people ask me, is it too late? Is it too late? It's like, hello, if you're talking to me and you're communicating right now, then that means you're breathing. You've got an opportunity to change your life. I think what happens is it's like, do you want to? It's like, do you have the desire? Are you committed? You don't have to know how you're going to change your life. Just decide if you want to change your life and then you're committed to change your life and then get on with the work. And and I ask that question because I see a lot of young people which are eager to, to make a change. And it seems that as they're getting older, it seems that it, it's kind of fading off. And when I look at Bob, which if you don't know, Bob Proctor is, is going to turn 85 this year. And he has more energy than some people which are in their 20s. So it doesn't really matter where you are. It's all about the want, as you just mentioned. True. But what's happening? What's happening when the people are getting older that it seems everything is fading off and, and it seems that there's less life out of them? Yeah, I think they've given up hope. They don't recognize that there's tremendous potential. You know, recently my husband and I took a long drive between where we live, which is the nation's capital in Canada, and Ottawa. We drove from Ottawa down to Florida. And it's approximately a 24-hour drive. It took us 26 hours. Yeah, that's a hike. That's a hike. It's a a bit of a hike for sure. It took us 26 hours because it was heavy traffic. It It was just after Christmas time. And I was listening to... The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy on audio. And I love listening to audio programs if I'm not listening to my Power Life script. And so I'm listening to Dr. Joseph Murphy, and he was talking about how there's stories in The Power of Your Subconscious Mind of people that were in their 60s and older that had created extraordinary success. 
and they started after they were 60 or started after they were 70 or started after they were 80. And I think it really goes with that understanding that if you're still breathing, there's an opportunity to change your life, but you've got to have the desire. That's really where it, it starts. But the potential is there. And I've heard story of, you know, women. I remember reading a story about a woman who, when she turned 60 or when she was in her 60s, decided that she was going to get into a regular exercise program and she'd never been in one before and ended up becoming like a marathon runner and in the best shape of her life, like far better than she was when she was 40 or 30 for that matter. And so it's still possible to create extraordinary results no matter what age you are. Now, when, when you're talking about that, uh, the, the first image that came to my mind was Colonel, Colonel Sanders, the KFC yes, story, which is absolutely beautiful. You know, he had that recipe and he just wanted to, to make a restaurant out of it and nobody believed in him, but he still believed that, that it was going to be a success and ultimately it became a success. Right. I mean, there's a lot of times that people attempt to go do things and others who maybe, you know, well, well, you know, they're, they're kind hearted. They simply think they're helping another person by saying, you know, like, Oh, don't go do that. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. And so they try and discourage people because they're trying to save them, right. Save them the time, save them the energy, maybe save them money. And so the reason why, you know, there's so few that are actually succeeding today or really, really earning the big money is because they're not willing to do the work. They're not willing to be risk takers and uh, step out of their comfort zones and make the change. I mean, success is something that's available for anyone, anybody. But I think if we just understand the process and what's really required and make the commitment and stay in the commitment, we can do amazing things. Now, I'm listening to you and I'm putting myself into the shoes of a, someone which is listening to you right now and is okay. saying, you know, it's very easy for you to say that when you have it all, but you don't understand. You're, you don't know what's happening in my life and, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard and, and I tried and it didn't work. So what should I do from here? <laughs> I'm just laughing because, you know, I was in that same place. You know, my life was miserable upside down, financially in a mess. I didn't have money. You know, my parents were poor. I was raised in a very, very, very tiny little home sharing a, a room with my two brothers and sister that was the size of a closet. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And when it's, you know, when you're in that space, and you, you hear about these opportunities, it seems like pie in the sky. It seems like impossibilities. But you've got to suspend the disbelief. And you've got to just put that aside for a moment and just make a decision. What if? What if it was possible? But I will tell you this. It does take time. There's going to be a period of time, you know, through our the laws of the universe. Like if I plant a seed in my garden today, I can't go out tomorrow and pick the tomatoes. Let's say I planted a tomato plant. If I plant the seed of the tomato plant today. Tomorrow, I can't go up to the garden and go, uh, where's my tomato? Like uh, I planted the seed yesterday. I'm expecting to see my tomatoes. It doesn't work that way. So there is a period of time that will elapse before all things will manifest into form. It's a gestation period. 
And we don't know how long a gestation period takes for an idea or for a seed. Some seeds we know. But if we look at those that have created phenomenal success, and I think about there's an actor from Canada who had decided many, many years ago that he would write himself a check for $10 million. And he was a comedian and he would go, his name is Jim Carrey. And he would go into comedy clubs where it was amateur night and he would go on stage and he would get booed. People would just tell him, get off the stage. You know, you're a bum, like get out of here. And I mean, people can be very, very, very cruel. And he had every reason to give up. He was quirky, you know, very unusual kind of guy, unusual style, uh, but he didn't. He believed in himself. And there were probably times when he wasn't believing in himself because he wasn't getting the results that he wanted. And there are countless stories of people like that, but he persisted and he persisted and persisted and persisted. And sooner, sooner or later, he started getting roles and starting to do a little more comedy and started to get accepted in the industry because of his persistence. And it wasn't long before he was able to cash himself that check. But that check took 10 years to cash. It was not an overnight success. Yes, it was a significant amount of money. And yes, it was a significant goal, a stretch goal. But he did it because he was willing to invest the time and the energy and the effort. And so you've got to be willing to put the time in. And you've got to follow proven systems or proven ways. Like if you saw my office right now, Mark, you would see I'm surrounded by at least a dozen books. When I travel, I take books with me. I have electronic books on my computer, on my iPhone, on my iPad. I'm always studying, always studying. And I teach this stuff as well. It's not that I'm, you know, don't understand it, but we're, we as a human being are either growing or dying. We're either getting better or getting worse. And we have to decide which side of the equation of that do I want to be on? Do I want to be improving or do I want to be, um, you know, declining? And so if you want to be improving, then it's got to be a continuous study. It's like Bob Proctor always says, I will study this stuff until the day I die. And I'm very much the same way. It's like a very positive addiction. And when you wake up in the morning, a good addiction, like when you wake up in the morning, you wouldn't even think about not feeding yourself today or not drinking any water or drinking any fluids. Because if you did, you would die, right? It's just the way us human beings work. We've got to continually feed ourselves. I believe it's the same of our mind. Ever conscious, we must feed our mind every day. Yeah, excuse me. Would you say that instant gratification is the greatest disease that we have in our society nowadays? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we live in a we live in a very interesting world where people are trying to get things fast, and and it's almost like it speeds up. You know, it's no longer short, shorter. I remember when Brian Proctor and I were working on our book. We did a book together called Darn Easy, and the subtitle is "Work Half as Hard, Earn Twice as Much While Living the Life of Your Dreams." And I remember one of the very first conversations that Brian Proctor and I had. And it was, it was something along this line. Like if people only knew what's required to be successful, you know, they might not do the work because there is going to be work involved. However, when you recognize what the rewards are and that it's not crowded along the extra mile because it isn't crowded along the extra mile and you're willing to put in the effort, it's like the world is truly your oyster. It's like Bob Proctor has often said, it's like writing yourself a blank check. 
And it really is. One thing that uh, one of my mentors have been saying to me is just imagine that I promise you, if you do what I'm telling you, that you're going to earn six figures. And the only thing you have to do is to contact five people every day, make three presentations. That's all what you've got to do. And the effect will take care of itself. Would you take that deal? And at that moment, I made my decision. as like, that's a no-brainer. Of but course. It, and that's a little bit what you just said right now is like you writing yourself a blank check because if you do the work and it's not crowded as you move along, it's crowded yeah. in the beginning, right? This is where that is very, very crowded. But as soon as yeah. you can get out of, of that, that crowd, now you just realize, I mean, it's wide open. There's nobody there. So true. So true. Yeah, it, it isn't. Uh, there's a, um, a wonderful program that was created a number of years ago by Wayne Dyer. And I believe he wrote a book by the same title, which is it's never crowded along the extra mile. And it's like successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. So when you mention you're know, making a few phone calls every day, doing presentations, you know, setting goals or whatever, most people won't do that. Is it complicated? No. Does it take huge amounts of time? No. But people aren't willing to do it. But if they are, if they were willing to do it, well, then the world is for them. I mean, they've got, they've got the same opportunities that anybody has. Is it that simple? Yes, I believe it's that simple. And the reason why it's Gee. not. <laughs> Gee, absolutely... like, what the heck? Why is everybody is not jumping on that if it's that simple? Paradigms. It's their paradigms. Their paradigms prevent them. It's the belief now, system. You need, you need to explain a little bit paradigms because there might be some people which are listening to this which have no clue what you're talking about. Para sure. what? It's, yeah. like, it's like, is that a, a parasite I'm having right now? Like, what is that? <laughs> paradigms are like a set of, they're a set of beliefs that you have within you in your subconscious mind. And it's how you're conditioned. And they pretty much control every aspect of who you are, what you do, what your habits are, the way you're thinking, and quite often they're developed at a young age, but they're there nonetheless. So if you were told as a young child, let's say, Mark, you were told by your parent, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart, you can do anything you set your mind to. You always get great grades. You're an incredible young man. If you're told that over and over and over and over again, you start to believe it, right? And why is that? Because it's being impressed. The thought is being impressed upon your or through your conscious mind. You're accepting it. And then in your subconscious mind through repetition, you're believing it and it becomes a part of who you are. That's why students that get to a point where they start getting great grades and they believe that they're smart and they continue to get good grades and they continue to see the A's on the report cards. And then they, they created paradigms that that's what their belief is, but it works the other way, just the same. So if some child is not doing well in school and they're told they're stupid and they're told they can't do anything and they hear that enough and enough and enough, they start to believe it. And what happens? Their results reflect it. So then they're looking at the results and they're going, see, you know, I suck at this. I'm no good at this. I can't get good grades. I'm a bad student. And that's what they believe. So that's what their beliefs are based on. Of course, they're acting and behaving and into habitual patterns of thought that are reflective 
of that belief system, which is called a paradigm. Now, you've been developing strategies to get rid of it and start writing a new script in your life. And you yeah. mentioned that a little earlier, which you call a power life script. Correct. Can you, can you develop on that? Because I believe that this is beautiful. And actually, you trademarked that. Which yeah. I thought that was genius. And you did that in no time. And this is one of the things that I'm really impressed about you. If, by the way, if you're listening to this and you have an idea, don't tell this to Peggy if <laughs> you don't want it. her to <laughs> run with it. Because like, if she sees something, if she has an insight, she's taking it and she's putting it into, into action and she's going to make a business out of it in an afternoon if she needs to. Uh, that is one thing that I'm very impressed about you is every time that you have an idea, that idea becomes into form in no time. And, and you have been doing this for years now, but now you trademark this into what you call a power life script. Yes. Yeah, it was in the 90s because, you know, from at that point, like in the 1990s, I had already been studying Bob for several years, Bob Proctor's materials. And I recognized just how impactful our paradigms are. And so I decided that I would write a power life script, which was really a description written in the present tense that affirmed everything that was requisite for the fulfillment of my dream life. So I would affirm that I already have that which I desire, that I'm already that person that I desire to be. And I would script this or I'd write this power life script with everything that was important to me in my life, from my career to my business, to their earnings, to my net worth, to how I felt about myself, to my relationships to the home that I owned, to the car I was driving, to the way that I traveled, everything that was important to me in my life, I wrote a script, I wrote it or included it in my Power Life script. So if someone found my Power Life script, it's like, I pay him a call, I'm living the most amazing life. Now, what I did was I defined it. I defined what would my life be like if I was living the most ideal life and I wrote it as if it was present tense. So it wasn't things like I will do that or I want to do that. It was present tense. I am doing it. I'm already enjoying the benefit of it. I'm so happy and grateful now that. And I talked about it all present tense using only positive words, emotionally charged words, as if I was living that life now. And I wrote it out and then I recorded it and I listened to it. And I listened to it every single day, listened to it over and over again. Because what I mentioned earlier is how our paradigms are created through repetition of an idea, right? There's two ways to change a paradigm. One is through some kind of an emotional impact or two is through space-time repetition of a new idea. And so that's what a power life script is. It's space-time repetition of new ideas or reinforcing, reinforcing positive ideas. And so I implemented that strategy many, many years ago And then I started teaching it to my clients, individual clients, private mentoring clients. And then I decided I'm making a product for people so I can guide them through how to do this for themselves. And now, and I just released the product a few months ago, I am getting so many success stories. I received an email two days ago from a gentleman by the name of Patrick. And he created this video for me and he said, Peggy, it's Patrick. I just want you to know that I followed your Power Life Script program. I invested in it and I decided that I wanted to. And at the time, he wasn't working. He was getting divorced. I mean, everything in his life was upside down. And 
he decided he wanted to attract the woman of his dreams and he wanted to buy a beautiful home and not just any home. He was very clear on the kind of home. It was a beautiful, spectacular mountain home, gorgeous, like sort of like a, um, with um, like logs, like a log kind of beautiful home with, with high ceilings and beautiful windows, gorgeous view. And he described it and he found some photos as well that he could use as a visual practice. And so he scripted this all out and he wrote me an email to say that now he is with the woman of his dreams and he just signed the deal and purchased this spectacular, gorgeous log home in the uh, mountains. Absolutely gorgeous. He sent me some pictures as well. And I have another uh, story of, of a, a couple that actually created a Power Life script and bought a beautiful oceanfront home. I have another story of another gentleman who ended up getting married. He wanted to be married and he attracted the wife of his dreams. I have a story about a woman who her life was upside down in every area. She was getting divorced as well. Her kids weren't even talking to her. Her business had gone under and she wrote a Power Life script and completely turned it all around, ended up getting divorced and got remarried and now is running a seven-figure business. So there are story after story after story of other PowerLift script users that are transforming their lives. Would, would it, I mean, I'm listening to this, and again, I'm putting myself into the shoes of the naysayer, and it's just like, yeah, right. I mean, this is just, you know, this is just hocus-pocus stuff. Uh, anybody could be lucky, and it happened to them. What do you say to someone which, which is reacting this way? Well, we create our own luck. I think, you know, there, there are a lot of naysayers. We live in a world filled of naysayers. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, if they don't want it, you have to have the desire. If you really want to change your life, you've got to suspend your disbelief. You just got to put that on hold. And even if you're not quite believing in it yet, you can trust, trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I'm a living, breathing example. I barely made it through high school. I did graduate high school, but I think that was a miracle. Did not go to college or university. I do not have a formal education. My father was a janitor. My mother worked in a factory, so I didn't have role models of entrepreneurs. And yet, I've created a multi-million dollar profitable revenue producing business. And so, and now, you know, I live this incredible lifestyle. So I really believe that if I can do it, anybody can do it. So you can just suspend your disbelief, trust in my belief. I know it works. I'm living proof. And I've got example after example. I think what the person who's a naysayer just has to decide is, what if you just gave it a try? And you know what, even if you don't believe it's going to work, if you actually did create a power life script that was written effectively the way I teach, and you did listen to it every single day, multiple times a day, then you would change your paradigms. You would absolutely change your paradigms because that's the way it works. So it is, it is as simple as seeing the picture of the life that you envision. Yeah, it's, you that, know, it's, it's the visualization is a part of it. Like seeing it, yes. But what's more important than anything is feeling it. You've got to mm -hmm. feel it. You've got to feel yourself right into the experience. Um, because people can see things, but if they're not attached emotionally, like really feeling as if it's here right now. One of the books that I have here on my desk is a book by one of my favorite authors by the name of Neville Goddard. And his book is called Feeling is the Secret. And I think the answer is in the title of the book. Feeling is the secret. 
And so even with the Power Life script, like you got to feel it while you're listening to it. And that's why I suggest, you know, what I teach in the program that I teach is I teach people how to record it with emotion and how to write it with emotion so that you can feel it. So if a person has this, like he's a naysayer, he has a negative attitude. That is the reason why he's a naysayer. And how can he harness his, his negative belief into creating a life of his choosing? Well, he has to get on with the work. He has to make a decision. You know, he has to decide this is what he's going he's gonna to do. And it's not going to be a one-time thing. This is going to be a, you know, everyday kind of application. It's uh, first you have to decide that that's what you want and that you're willing to do the work. And if you are, great, then you're well on your way and you can help them with that. How many people, uh, what would be your three advices you would, you would give to someone that is listening to this? Because like, people which are listening to those podcasts normally are people which are looking for an answer. They're looking for something that's going to inspire them to start moving and say, you know what, enough is enough. I, I need to make a change in my life. So what would you, would be the three main thing you would say to someone to get started and to start today? Well, if I think back, that's a great question, by the way, if I think back to where I was, you know, how did I get started? What is the, what is the greatest starting point? Number one is just uh, decide that you're going to change your life. And that's part of it. That's a very important first step. The second one is, is you need to find a mentor, a role model, and someone who is willing to guide you, um, whether it's through a program, whether it's through some mentoring, whether it's through an event, but find, find someone who can show you the way. Blaze, and that's what I did with Bob. I mean, Bob Proctor was my my way. He showed me how to be successful. And then the third thing is you got to follow through. You know, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, I'll get an idea and I'll act on it. I am an action taker. And I know that's why I get the results that I take because I'm taking action and I'll do some things and try some things and they're, you know, they're going to work. They're going to work really well and I'll try some things and they're not going to work so well, but you've got to be constantly, you got to create momentum, get into the momentum and keep going. I get up every day And I start my day by writing in my gratitude journal and I do affirmations. I listen to my power life script every day. I find ways of bringing more value to the world. Just before you and I got on our call today, I was actually preparing for a class that I'm teaching later on in the week. And so it's, 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 so those three things, number one, decide, (laughs) number two, find yourself a mentor and three, get on with the work. It is as simple as this. I love it. What is in the pipeline for you, uh, write, writing books and, and things? What, what are you working on right now? Well, I'm constantly delivering more content and uh, serving my clients. So that is a big part of what I do every day. But I'm working on a book right now. It's my 14th book, and it's called The Demand Principle. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. And it's how to, it's like an invisible guide. It's called the Your Invisible Guide to Manifest Anything. And when is that book's going to get out? Uh, probably in a couple months. In a couple months. Yes. Peggy, I'm looking forward to, to see what this book's going to do. I mean, every time that you have something 
which is getting out, is getting great success because you understand the laws, you understand the principle of success. Uh, thank you for your time. I hope that you've been taking notes and that you, you took some of those principles and you, apply, you will apply them in your life because Peggy is a living proof of making your life a success. Thank you so much, Peggy. My pleasure, Mark. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.